Is Devin Singletary for real the Texans' feature running back? And should he go after his teammate Noah Brown? And how about Brandon Cooks? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we look at the Week 11 waiver wire on another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iyer, and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, we do have a few more bye weeks this week. Not too many injuries added to the pileup in week 10, but still some players out there that are going to help our fantasy teams in the short and long term. We'll look at the waiver while we're going to start looking at running backs and potential streaming quarterbacks if you need them this week. Then look at wide receivers and tight ends. Then we're going to have fun in our final segment here, looking at a couple players each that Michelle and I would like to trade for right now to help our fantasy football teams down the stretch. So that sets up the show for you. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that can treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. All right, Michelle, let's dive right in here to the waiver wire and some running back help. Yes, there always seems to be some running back help, even when you least expect it. Now, one guy now is the Steelers starter, Jalen Warren. See if he's available in your league. Maybe in a 10-teamer, he's still out there. But now he's technically the starter over Najee Harris. They're both running well. But if you cannot get him or he's managed in your league, two guys that stand out right now, Devin Singletary, out of nowhere, 30 carries, 150 yards, and a touchdown. The Texans' running game was doing nothing. They go off against the Bengals. They get the Cardinals in a great matchup this week. And Keaton Mitchell... And this is a good comparison. I think he's like Brees Hall, Devin Chan, that type of player, right? The young back that has a lot of speed, compliments, maybe the power back. So, Michelle, uh, those two are very intriguing options. Who would you rather go after for the upside? Yeah, so I think Devin Singletary is much safer this week. Like, if you just need a one-week fill-in, Devin Singletary against the Cardinals, I really like that. I mean, he's played over 75% of the snaps in each of the last two weeks. Week nine, he did nothing on his 13 carries. And then we know last week is 30 carries and absurd 150 yards. But like, I don't know. The Texans shouldn't have to throw a ton in this matchup, right? Like they'll have to score some with yeah. Kyler Murray on the other side. Yeah. But you would expect them to try to run again because it worked last yeah. week. And it was great for their passing game as well to be able to get that running game going. So I'd rather play Devin Singletary this week. This is the issue with Keaton Mitchell. It's I mean three rushing attempts just one of them happened <laughs> like he brought it 34 yards to the house like that's really hard to depend on I, only playing you know 13 snaps that's yeah. in 14 snaps the week prior and a lot of those were because it was in a blow like it is a lot like Devin a chain in that way but like the Dolphins ended up giving a chain more work right as the as the weeks went on We'll see if they end up doing that with Mitchell, but I think with Gus Edwards there and Justice Hill, we're never going to see that type of workload 
it completely comes down to does he break one off for it? And it has to be the touchdown too. Uh, so I don't feel great about it. I'd rather go with a guy like Ty Chandler. So Devin Singletary would my be my first for this week. And then Ty Chandler with Alexander Madison likely out. We saw they get the Broncos this week and we saw the Bills be able to run all over the Broncos whenever they actually ran uh, and stopped turning over the ball. But Ty Chandler should get a, a ton of work in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, he's the running back that was off our radar, right? We had Cam Akers healthy just a couple weeks ago. He tears his Achilles again and then Madison concussed and boom, you have a running back here. Kind of with Keaton Mitchell, he was not on the radar. He was injured. He was a rookie. Then all of a sudden he's out there. So, I mean, these two guys are good change of pace, but Michelle's right. I mean, Devin Singletary, I think you just follow the coaches. They've kind of hinted that Damian Pierce isn't the best for the zone blocking scheme. And so maybe this injury to Pierce has opened the door for Singletary. And Mitchell and Chandler, again, the Vikings haven't had a lot of uh, rushing success this year or rushing touchdowns. Chandler did get one last week. But I think this is going to be a, a still a throwing team, but it could help that you don't have maybe Justin Jefferson for one more week. So, got to get the ball in one of these backs hands. So Chandler looks good for some key touches this week. And Mitchell, yeah, I mean, start at your own risk here. Again, he needs that big play or the touchdown or both in the same play to make it work. So we'll see if that plays out. Now, Antonio Gibson, look, he's actually available in about half of leagues. People have given up on him. Uh, really, the whole commander's backfield wasn't doing much until both Gibson and Brian Robinson Jr. scored in that tough matchup against Seattle. So it was very interesting to see that development now. It's a great matchup. And look, I, I'm allergic to what the Giants are doing offensively. And uh, look, their defense is not good either. So Gibson and Robinson, it was, it's interesting, Michelle. It seems to be like, okay, we're going to throw the tight ends and Curtis Samuel this week. We're going to throw to Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson one week. Oh, yeah, we're going to throw to the running backs one week. So you never know. It's a high volume. And Gibson is the back. And he's steadily getting receiving work. So I don't know. If you can't get Brian Robinson Jr., I think I would want to be exposed to Gibson in this game. Yeah, I don't really know if I care about Gibson because yeah. are they really going to have to pass a ton against the Giants, yeah, uh, against thing. Tommy DeVito? So I, I really don't expect this to be – like I expect this to be the one game the commanders actually don't have to throw a ton and they might take advantage of that and just run a lot with Brian Robinson. I mean, Antonio Gibson's not getting any rushes really. I mean like four, six, yeah. two, two, three, like not getting any carries. It all just comes down to those five receptions he's getting a, each game. In full PBR, I guess he's a possible play, but I don't love it this week. And then Zach Charbonnet would just be the last guy I would consider picking up. I don't necessarily want to play him, but he is playing more snaps, over 50% of offensive snaps each of the last three weeks. Still not getting a ton of carries, but got four receptions last week. I, I just, maybe the Seahawks are looking to get him more involved. So interested in stashing him to see if that comes to fruition at the end of the year. Yeah, I think the first three guys, definitely, if you need some flex value, Mitchell and Chandler available, Singletary, you can go as RB2. These guys, I think, are more just contingency options. You do have Bax and Brian Robinson Jr. and Kenneth Walker, who are getting some high workload and could be worn down. So these are plus handcuffs, right, if something should happen there. Not picking up every guy to start this week, but if you're desperate, I guess you could look in that direction. Now, a quarterback... I feel like Josh Dobbs is Sam Howell part two. And the fact that, okay, we were seeing it. Okay. It was pretty good. And then some people were into it. And then all of a sudden Sam Howell still available in more than half of leagues. That's kind of the case with Josh Dobbs still available. People are still skeptical about what he can do, but 
look, it's only going to get better. Just Jefferson's either going to be back this week, probably next week. And he's already doing it with his legs and arms here. So when you look at it, uh, Josh Dobbs, look, the Broncos defense has improved, but the Vikings offense is pretty special here. So I could see this actually being a sneaky source of points between him and Russell Wilson this week. So Dobbs, again, he should be managing every week. He's now essentially a top 10 uh, quarterback as well as uh, Brock Purdy at this point. Yeah, 23 points each of the last three games. You just keep plugging in Josh Dobbs. He's doing it with his legs. He's doing it with his arm. He, he just looks good out there. So you keep playing him. Uh, Brock Purdy, like you said, that would be my, if he's out there on waivers, that would be my yeah, favorite pickup of the week against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have a lot of the seventh most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year. And Purdy's really good at home. Like, And he got his crap back together last week with Debo Samuel and Trent Williams back in the lineup. So I trust Brock Purdy a lot this week against the Buccaneers. Expect another big game from him. And then I think really the only other viable option for a streaming quarterback this week, if those two guys aren't on your waivers, maybe Jordan Love. He gets the Chargers, who are allowing the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. I did think Jordan Love looked a bit better last week against uh, like in Pittsburgh. He he looked okay. He had those two interceptions, but two two touchdowns, nearly 300 passing yards. So I do think he'll have to put up some yardage and touchdowns against this Chargers week secondary. Yeah, Jordan Love's usage has really dropped. I mean, or ownership, I should say. I mean, it was really high, obviously, after the first couple of weeks of the season when he was throwing touchdown passes. He kind of looked like that guy a little bit last week against the Steelers. Chargers matchup is pretty good. It's in Green Bay. I think a big thing for the Packers has been okay, Christian Watson, just don't keep force feeding this guy. Let's get the real guys involved Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave. Romeo Dobbs in the red zone. These are the guys he should be trusting more, right? So I think that's what you saw, right? Luke Musgrave scored. It's not by accident that that happened. Or Dontavian Wicks making plays. It's Once they open it up and don't force it to Christian Watson, who's hurt or not doing anything, like or even force running it, right, with Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, then things open up here. So that's what I hope the Packers keep doing in this one because there are some good matchups if you look across the board against this Chargers secondary. We just got roasted by Amon Ross St. Brown and the Lions. So especially in the middle of the field, I like Jane Reed this week. We'll talk more about him when we look at the wide receiver rankings. But Michelle, yeah, Jordan Love, showing a little bit more love. I, I think you're winning the Sam Howell, Jordan Love debate we had earlier by landslide. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Love finishes strong here in his rookie year. Yeah, he should have at least a nice game this week. We'll take it week by week, but we will get into two of his pass catchers in our next segment when we talk about wide receivers you can pick up this week and tight ends that possibly you can pick up and maybe even uh, you know trust the rest of the year. So we'll get into that after we talk about one of our sponsors. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who to start and who to sit. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want our chat to be a little more personal. Whether you are on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics, and long and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revocio prescription prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12 month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. 
a verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to be able to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would, would get some peace of mind by having a one-year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, let's hop into these wide receivers that uh, should be a priority pickup, either for this week or you want them for the rest of the season. We got to start with two guys that absolutely went off this last week, Brandon Cooks and Noah Brown right? They both have over 170 yards in week 10. Which one would you trust more to pick up and play either this week and for the rest of the season? Well, I think Noah Brown would be the guy this week, assuming Nico Collins misses another game. If he misses another game, I feel really confident in Noah Brown because this matchup is fantastic against the Cardinals secondary. It's interesting. We have a little bit of a trading places thing going, right? Brandon Cook's was with the Texans. Noah Brown was with the Cowboys. They kind of switch roles and they become fantasy relevant at the same time of the 2023 season. So interesting uh, kind of a dichotomy there. But when you look at it, look, Noah Brown is being trusted all over the field. He has a lot of talent. It's interesting that he has a weird delayed Ohio State connection with CJ Stroud. So when you look at it, look, he's making big plays. Again, this Cardinal secondary, the matchup is fantastic on the outside. I also like the matchup for Tank Dell this week. So, yeah, if Collins is out, I feel 100% going with Noah Brown. But then it might get dicey, right? If Collins is in there and Noah Brown's in there and Robert Woods is back and Dell, then we're all of a sudden looking at a lot of mouths to feed for C.J. Stroud where it's nice for him, but maybe not so nice for us to figure out in fantasy a little bit. So Collins is out, definitely Noah Brown, and I still think he should be picked up because he's an important part of a high volume and, quite frankly, very efficient and effective passing game. So going there and Brandon Cooks, really is the number two, but just be wary that at some point the Cowboys are not going to just pass this much, right? I think they'll curb it a little bit, but this week that's not going to happen. Brandon Cooks, good matchup there against uh, Dante Jackson or whoever they want to throw out on the Panthers' side. So, look, I think both these guys are playable. I think Noah Brown, if anyone's going to have a repeat blow-up week, maybe for the third time, it's Brown where Cooks might be more of a solid week as wide receiver three. Yeah, I worry that Brandon Cooks gives us a big letdown week, right? Like everyone gave up on him after he didn't do anything against the Eagles. Then he blows up. And then, you know, if you're willing to trust him again, watch, he does nothing. I mean, that was last week was his first week to have more than four targets uh, since week three. It was only his second game to have more than four targets this year. That's my biggest worry with Brandon Cooks. And with Noah Brown, you're so right. Like, if Nico Collins is out, then yeah, sure, fire him up. If he's in, it becomes so much more scary. It is so wild that prior to the season, we were like, oh, Dalton Schultz should be good because, you know, they're just so limited on weapons. And now Schultz has been good. But they also have so many weapons, like too many mouths to feed, which is just crazy what this offense yeah. is providing for us this year. But I do think Noah Brown... Uh, you know, he can't be sitting there on waivers anymore after what he's done the last two weeks. And then also a rookie I really like. We just talked about this with the Packers last segment. Jaden Reed. He gets the Chargers. Really nice matchup for fantasy. And last week he scored 19 fantasy points in PPR because he had 84 yards in that touchdown. He has hit double digit fantasy points in three of the last four weeks. You see his snap count increasing a, a bit. 
I think Jaden Reed is probably the Packers' best wide receiver. Yeah, I think you can see that now, the way he's running routes. And uh, last week, we said the matchup was pretty good in the slot with Patrick Peterson. Of course, Jaden Reed scored. This week is actually the best matchup for slot receivers. And Amon Ross St. Brown, as I had him number one last week and said he's going to crush his prop hole, that was pretty easy because he was just all over the field. Now, Jaden Reed is not Amon Ross St. Brown, but he's an excellent slot receiver. He's going to get a lot of targets. They're not very good in the middle of the field. Their corners are better on the outside. So, look, it all lines up well for Jaden Reed to have a second straight solid game here with a chance to score. So, I love that this week. Uh, the guy's name is Jasir Taylor. So, Patrick Peterson's old. This guy's young. You can torch him a little bit on the inside. We'll see if they make some adjustments there. But I do like uh, Jane Reed this week. He's going to be pretty high there. Maybe the only Packers wide receiver I actually like in this matchup a lot this week. So love that. Now, Rondell Moore, look, he was gone. He was another guy that we had forgotten about. I almost forgot he existed until you had uh, Kyler Murray return. Maybe it's the whole height thing, right? It's a short guy and another short guy, and they're seeing each other eye to eye, and then, oh yeah, I can see you down the field where other people did not. So, Ronald Moore, we'll see if they deploy him a little bit more, but it seemed like the offense from we've seen in years past, right, where there's a lot of Christian Kirk or looking at uh, Zach Ertz, right? Essentially, that's what happened, where this... Trey McBride was kind of the Zach Ertz for Kyler Murray, and you had Rondo Moore kind of playing that Christian Kirk role. So we'll see if that expands. I mean, it was very limited. But in PPR leagues, you can do a lot worse than this matchup. Again, I think he has a better matchup, by the way, than uh, Hollywood Brown or Michael Wilson this week. Yeah, it really comes down to the matchup. If you expect them to have to pass a lot and score some points, then Rondo Moore in full PPR is a viable option. I mean, he still only scored 9.3 PPR points last week. So very low ceiling in any given yeah. week and pretty low floor as well. So this is really just a desperation play. And then one guy that's on buy this week, you might consider picking up if he's still out there, Demario Douglas for the Patriots rookie wide receiver. He's had at least uh, double digit fantasy points in three of the last four weeks, had nine targets last game, 84 yards, like a, a solid game. I will say, 30 of those 84 yards came on just like this little screen pass at the end of the half when the defense was just playing prevent. Like they were letting him, you know, catch that and have those yards because they just didn't want them to score. Right. They wanted him to run out the clock. So those were kind of give me yards. And besides that, didn't do all too much. Um, and then also they might have a quarterback change at, uh, in with New England. I don't know how much I care to hold on to Demario Douglas through the bye. But if he's still out there after the bye, maybe consider it. Yeah, I mean, when you lead the team in receiving, and it's a pretty good game against the Colts. Yeah, I mean, I, you would think after a bye they're going to say, this is an important weapon, we need to get him more involved. So if you can hold him, do it. But I would do some more in PPR, leaning leagues, half or full. Standard leagues, I think you can just drop Douglas there and go in a different direction. Now, tight end, we mentioned Trey McBride. I don't know if we need to say all that much. Second yeah. year breakout. I mean, if he's out there, use your pri- like priority yeah. priority. Yeah, if he's he a, now maybe weekly starter at tight yeah. end. Uh, again, yet another weekly starter has emerged, a la Don Kincaid, Sam Laporta from the season, a young tight end. Now, speaking of rookie tight ends, Laporta and Kincaid have been the class, but now we're starting to see signs from those other guys. Luke Musgrave did score last week against the Steelers, and that wasn't the easiest matchup. He got downfield well, right? So that's good news for Luke Musgrave. So he is back in the mix here as someone that, again, after Jaden Reed, that we finally decided that Jordan Love likes. And then Michael Mayer. That was a great touchdown catch. He went up and got it there 
against the Jets. It was a very good matchup for the tight end. He actually came through. If you streamed him with that score, he didn't get a lot of other work, but he should get more work, right? This guy's special. And you look at the Dolphins matchup this week, you can see a ton of volume from Aiden O'Connell to Devontae Adams to Jacoby Myers. And then who's the third guy probably getting the ball when they're not throwing the backs? Michael Mayer, because Hunter Renfro has been phased out. So, again, these two rookies, I think, can manifest a little bit more down the stretch. But I'll ask you, Michelle, it seems like all these, uh, and your name starts with an M, both of them. So which of these M guys do you like? McBride, Musgrave, Mayer? It seems like all well, <laughs> a hard obviously- thing to carry. <laughs> McBride would be like if you need a tight end yeah. this week and McBride's somehow on the waivers, like you you won the lottery there, right? Like that's yeah. great. Um, because he should be rostered and, and played from here on out. But I will say like the waivers are thin this week at streaming tight ends because a lot of the good matchups for tight ends are guys that are already elite that are yeah. already rostered that are so you're not going to find them right so we have very limited options here and i do think musgrave and mayor are the top two we you know musgrave has come through with two straight games with over 50 yards you expect them to have to pass a lot against the chargers i'd like to see more targets for him i just wish jordan love would just like condense his targets so like Jaden reed and musgrave like Stop messing with the others. And then Michael Mayer, yeah, he's playing over 87% of the snaps each of the last three weeks. He's on the field a ton. Against the Dolphins, you would expect the Raiders to just have to throw, 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 throw all game, right? So hopefully he'll get some more receptions in this game and then maybe come down with another touchdown. I don't feel good about either of these, though. So let me just run down this. Uh, Michelle Musk McBride. Michelle, uh, maybe Musgrave, but Michelle, meh. On Michael Mayer, is that fair? Um, I don't know. I'm on Musgrave I'm and Mayer, but yes, I'm okay. McBride. <laughs> okay, yes, hundred percent. All right, now we have to look at streaming defenses, and there's a lot. I mean, the Washington Commanders' defense stinks, but they've made some plays actually without their two pass rushers, and they get the aforementioned cheat code here. Tommy DeVito, the Giants, that's an obvious play. The Seahawks uh, still put up some numbers. They were okay. They were not great, but they do get Matthew Stafford coming back from injury in the Rams. Dolphins get that rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. Jaguars at home against a rookie quarterback, uh, trying to rebound from that 49ers game against Will Levis. It's pretty much, this is where you're looking at, right? I mean, you have basically three rookie quarterbacks and a veteran you're targeting this week. Yeah, if the Dolphins or Jaguars are out there, you know, like the Dolphins have had a couple – games where they've disappointed because they're playing good teams, especially against the chiefs. And then um, in their last game, and then the Jaguars, if people are going to drop him, drop them because they just got destroyed by the 49ers. Like you want to play the Jaguars defense against Will Levis, I think, and against that Titans defense. And if those teams aren't on there, then I would be going to the commanders because just the matchup is so delicious. You just want to play any defense against Tommy DeVito. Yeah. What have we've understood is no team, defense necessarily super elite even the great ones have had some issues but uh, there are certain weeks that they can look terrible they can look also great so just it's more all about the other team at this point (laughs) really and how many mistakes they're going to make so those are some good suggestions here now in our final segment we'll have some fun here two players that are or each that are not on your waiver wire if they are you must be playing in a four-team league but we will get into guys that you want to trade for. These are some high-end names that this is the time you want to attack them. We'll get into that. We'll make our picks, Michelle and I, in our final segment. But before we do that, we got to hear from another one of our fine sponsors. All right. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. 
And right now, it's a great time to join FanDuel because new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. And yes, Michelle, if you look at sportingnews.com, top of the leaderboard, giving out some really good uh, money line stuff for you there. So check it out there at SN and uh, go right to FanDuel because you can get $150 if your team wins with just a $5 bet. If you think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action than right now. Look, it's November, it's Thanksgiving, you need some extra cash for the holidays. Good time to get in on FanDuel. It's uh, really a lot of things you can pick from there. Wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, a lot more. So check it out, FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season here for the holiday season. It's going to be exciting with Thanksgiving and all that coming up. So check it out, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on for that extra money right there with your bonus bets. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to close the show. And this is an exciting time to look at here because, look, it is holiday shopping season. And in some leagues, I want to shop for guys that are going to bring me home the fantasy football championship. And you got two one wide receivers that I really like because their schedule and some developments that should be going in their favor. Yeah, so I, I want to trade for Eagles wide receiver Devonta Smith, mostly because there's no Dallas Goddard, right, for a while. Yeah. Uh, he has that fractured arm. You would expect him to be out at least, uh, you know, four weeks or so. I will say, like this year for Devonta Smith has been a roller coaster. Some big games, some really bad games, a lot of meh games, right? But that's kind of was how it was last year before Goddard missed time from weeks eleven through fifteen. That's when you saw Devonta Smith get going, especially in those last three games without Goddard. Twenty-one points, seventeen points, seventeen points, like putting up huge numbers there. He averaged 84 receiving yards per game in those five games without Goddard uh, and over 15 or 15.8 fantasy points per game during that time without Goddard as well. So I do think he becomes much more consistent with his targets. And like you said, they have some high, they have some good matchups where they're going to have to put up points uh, coming up here for the Eagles. And then my second guy I want to trade for is bears. I almost said Panthers bears wide receiver, DJ Moore. Because Justin Fields is coming back. Yeah. And it's been it's been her- absolutely terrible for DJ Moore with Fields out. I mean, averaging below 10 fantasy points per game in PPR without Fields over these last five games. Like, all of his numbers drop dramatically without Fields. But with Fields, uh, to start the season, the first five games, averaged 22 fantasy po- points per game, over 100 receiving yards per game, had five touchdowns, and it was just getting started between these two right before Fields went down with that injury. Like they were just starting to click on every basis. So I do expect Fields to come back and hit his favorite weapon again. And he gets some nice matchups coming up. He gets the Lions, the Vikings, the Lions again. And then they have the Cardinals and the Falcons in the fantasy playoffs. If you can deal with the Browns matchup they have in week 15, that's not ideal. But uh, I I like most of their matchups coming up. Yeah, those are good calls, Michelle, wide receiver. And uh, because you had two wide receivers, I went with a quarterback and a running back. Now, everyone might be looking, okay, somebody might be trying to offload Josh Allen because of the negative energy around him or Lamar Jackson. But if you look at the leaderboard, Patrick Mahomes has actually been disappointing because a lot of people draft him as the first or at worst third quarterback in their league. He's actually eighth in average points per game, which is solid. I mean, you drafted him to be a QB1, but some point just 
the perception is Mahomes hasn't been great or elite in fantasy this year, right? So maybe this is the time to go after him. It is Andy Reid after a bye. We know they're going to figure things out. There's some shootouts all the way, right, to start this week against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. They're playing the Bills later in the season. There's going to be some really high-scoring games involving the Chiefs, and you know the points are going to come in that situation. So he's actually, again, QB8, which is surprising because Sam Howell, your passing yardage leader, for example, in Eric Bieniemy's offense, by the way, the offense that Patrick Mahomes is in, he's the QB3 on average per season. So, look, he's overachieving. Patrick Mahomes is underachieving. Something has to correct itself, Michelle. I cannot see Sam Howell's name on any list ahead of Patrick Mahomes. It just cannot happen at the end of the season. So Mahomes, I think, is going to ha- see a stock rise in the second half of the season, and they're going to figure things out if Andy Reid has to take control away from Matt Nagy. Now, Austin Eckler, surprisingly, this is surprising me, in half-point PPR where you think he'd be more effective there than standard. RB25 right now in overall scoring, he's missed a lot of times. And he's average-wise, he's also RB25. So the numbers haven't been all that big, Michelle, right? They're passing it around, but he's not getting the touchdowns that we're used to. Like, it's been an insane amount of touchdowns here the last couple of seasons. He's not getting them. But look at this matchup here going forward. If people are down on Austin Eckler, go after him. But Packers, great matchup this week. Ravens a little tougher, but still he's Austin Eckler. Patriots, great matchup. Broncos coming up. Raiders. And you finish up with the Bills, who cannot cover running backs the same way anymore without Matt Milano. And then you end with the Broncos again. So twice you get the Broncos, you get the Packers. These teams are vulnerable against these type of backs, right? Quick backs who can receive and do those type of things. So this is really good for Austin Eckler. The injuries keep piling up. I mean, now Gerald Everett is hurt. Keen Allen is hurt. You have no Mike Williams. You have no Josh Palmer. That's the environment in which Eckler thrived last year, right, when they had all these injuries at running back. So. I think with Cal Moore down the stretch, they're going to trust him a little bit more. So these are two superstars. I think maybe underachieving a little bit, but if you can go out in your league and get them, the time is now. Yeah, Austin Eckler should end as a top five running back the rest of the way here. And then with Patrick Mahomes, like Justin Herbert just had a four touchdown game. If you can go to that Patrick Mahomes uh, fantasy manager and say, hey, I'll give you Herbert for Mahomes, I would much prefer Mahomes the rest of the season. Yeah, and you can do that. In quarterback, you can definitely do a straight-up trade because people are looking at the now. and Don't try Sam Howell for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that person's going to laugh you off, even though it would be yeah. actually a fair trade. So, unfortunately, you have to trade a name for a name sometimes. Uh, the name is going to sell a little bit more. I think we gave you four big names there that will sell with the right uh, offer in return. So, good stuff there, Michelle. Really like your picks. And uh, if you need help, that's sometimes you have to do it. You can't rely on the waiver wire. You have to go out and make trades. Now, Michelle, we will get into our uh, running back and quarterback rankings for week 11. A lot of good matchups. We do have four teams off here. We have uh, no Saints, no Falcons, no Patriots, no Colts, but everyone else in play for you this week. So we'll break that down and then uh, come back with wide receiver tight end Thursday and then look at our favorite flex plays, deep sleepers there on Friday show per usual. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.